You are now entering the Betamax dungeon with Forch and Jamie. No, that's not it. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And me, Jamie Ball. Hello Mark, hello listener. Uh, welcome to another mariachi mugging, toe-tugging, get down on your knees, Mark, and hail the Black Racer episode of the Betamax Dungeon. Black Racer? Yep. Okay. Yeah, any idea, any ideas? Not a clue. Okay, he's another ob- relatively obscure DC Comics character. Okay. Uh, is, he, is he black? He, he is. is he, uh, like when I say black, is he black? Black. He's well. His alter ego is a black chap. What do you mean his alter ego is a black chap? Well, let me explain. Let me explain. Right. He, uh, Jack Kirby, when he was working for DC Comics, yeah, uh, and he created the New Gods, and it was like a whole new pan- pantheon. Of gods. Is that dark side in that? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And uh, Orion and like the High Father. And you had like a New Genesis and Apocalypse. Right. And they were sort of two, the two sides of the same planet, like light and dark. Um, and the, bra- the Black Racer is like the personification of death. And he's got, a, he's kind of got a suit, a little bit, it's a little bit like the Black Knight out of like King Arthur. Right. But he's got cosmically powered celestial skis that he can fly around on. A bit like the Silver Stur- Surfer, Silver Surfer, who Kirby also created. But this guy's got skis. Um, and his alter ego is, uh, is Sergeant Willie Walker. What? Sergeant Willie Walker. Why has he got an alter ego if he's a god? Well, I, f- I, that's, I don't know. It's comics. Mark, it's comics. It's got, you know... Didn't Thor used to have an alter ego? Yeah, yeah. Donald Blake. So I never could quite get my brain what was going on there. Well, it was it was to humble him because Thor was so arrogant of the gods that Odin, to punish him and humble him, cast him into the body of a, a frail human to, so he could learn humility and learn how the humans were. But... He still had the power to bang his cane on the floor and it turned into Jolinier. But that, you know. What? The hammer. What was it? What did you call it? Jolinier. That's like, it's Molnia. What? Jolinier? The M is silent. I've never, ever heard anybody ever call it. What did you just call it? Jolinier. Well, the hammer. Jolinier. Jolinier. You're making me. Mark, don't. Get me questioning myself. You know I have problems with words. Wait, wait. Alexa, what is the name of Thor's hammer? In Marvel Universe, Thor's hammer is known as Mjolnir. Mjolnir. It's depicted as one of the most fearsome and powerful weapons. What? Mjolnir? Yeah. Right, what about in Greek? What about in Norse? Alexa, in Norse mythology, what is Thor's hammer called? From OutfitForEvents.com In Norse mythology, Mjolnir is the hammer of Thor. <laughs> no, it's Jolinir. No, it's not. Jolinir, what are you talking about? Jolinir? Oh, okay. All right, I did. All right. Well, I've been wrong all these years, Mark. Um, what, so what is it? Mjolnir. Literally just heard her well, say it. Well, it doesn't sound right to me. That's why. Mjolnir. Anyway, we're not even on about Jolinir. We're not even talking about. Oh yeah, Black. What's his name? The Black Racer. So he's basically just deaf. Right. Okay. So if you're, you know, if you're going to, what was the name of his skis? I don't know what his skis were called. 
Wait, that mate, why did he have skis? Well, anyway, I didn't. I didn't remember his alter ego. Willie Wa- Willie oh, Walker, yeah, Sergeant Willie Walker was paralysed in Vietnam. Oh right. So it was a similar thing that he's kind of. And a, he was a black chap. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's a similar thing. He's kind of a, a you know, um, nearly set cripple then, didn't you? No, I, no, <laughs> no. I didn't say he was no. They say he was a, um, a frail human right. that had, you know, gone through. I, I, I'm struggling to say the word, but what word? I know what I mean. Yeah, he, he's been paralysed, so you're sympathetic to him. He's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. He can't get out and about like maybe able-bodied people this take for granted. This is what in the seventies. Yeah. So you know he's a sympathetic character. Yeah. I feel sorry for him, but his alter ego is a guy that can fly through the sky on skis. So I mean, so it's almost like he's breaking free of his disability in in you know being deaf Hang on, on there, skis. What was the other one like that? What am I thinking of? Well, there's a couple. There's loads of personifications of death in the DC. No, no, comics, I think it's it? somebody who's, who uh, can't quite get about. Right. And they've got a superhero alter ego. Who am I thinking of? Well, Donald. Well, Thor, the original Thor alter yeah, ego. Um, Matt Murdock, he's a blind guy. But you know, at night, he's, still at night he's flying around the high rises of New York I on can't a see that bit thing. of rope. Well, he's got expert radar hearing. Mm. So why wouldn't he be able to sail through the skies <laughs> of New York at an incredibly high altitude? Uh, he should have been called Batman, really. We well, ain't got anything to do he's with that. He's got echolocation, hasn't he? That's true, yeah. It's kind of bat-like. Yeah. Well, yeah, but... He and he'd be useless can... when he's... Is he useless when he's not in Hal's kitchen? No, Because he, he knows the, the, the land right there. Well, that helps, I guess. No, but he, his... My interpretation of it is that, like, his radar sense is even better than sight, in a way. You know, he can see more because of that. Like, the just... Like the sa- it's like the sounds bouncing off things, and it? it is proper like bats, isn't it? You can just—it's almost like the sound reveals anyway. the shape. To we're really going down yeah. a tangent on yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, the Black Willy, Racer, Mark Willie Walker. What's his name? Willie Walker, okay. Sergeant Willie Walker, Sergeant Willie Walker. Which is kind of ironic because he couldn't walk anymore. <laughs> I wonder if his Willie worked. <laughs> that, that would be the ultimate insult. Why are you looking like that? Why have you thought of that? Because he's paralysed. Yeah. And his name is Willie Walker. Yeah. Right. It just seems a bit on the nose, thinking about it. I didn't think of this when I wrote it down. It's but if you're, pa- you're paralysed, those are the two... For- if-, if you had an accident and you're right. paralysed, yeah. and I'm the doctor, and I come yeah. and say, Mark, I'm sorry, you're paralysed. You f- what are your first two questions? Does my pecker still work? Can right. I- and what's your second? Will I ever walk again? Yeah. Can I walk? Can I walk? And he'd say, well, Willy Walker. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, you're Willy. Yeah, it's a no-go. Yep, sorry, you've got to write that off. And no, he won't be walking again. That's harsh. I'm glad he becomes the personification of death and flies around touching people and killing them. Is he a, not, is he a supervillain then? Not really. No, he's just deaf. He's just, you know. It's, in some stories, he might be portrayed more as a malevolent force. And then in other stories, he's just... You know, the inevitability of death. You can't, Does you Willie know. Walker know he's this thing? I don't know. Do you really don't know? I don't know. I don't... I don't. It'd be pointless then, wouldn't it? I think he does. I don't know. I can't... Mark, I don't... I don't know everything about the Black Racer. 
Other than the skis, what more do you need to know? You can fly through the sky. He looks like a, a like an Arthurian knight on skis. On skis in the sky. How how awesome would that be to see in real life? It'd be amazing. DC Comics, I love them. <laughs> I'd rather see that than the Silver Surfer. Would you? Well, a guy on skis flying through the air. Yeah, that just seems crazy. <laughs> it seems it doesn't seem quite as. Iconic as well, yeah. Surfer, does it? So, uh, I guess about on skis. Surfboard surfing is generally still perceived as slightly more like cool than skiing. I mean, when you think of skiing now, you just think of like Gwyneth Paltrow crashing into someone. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um. yeah, she won that case, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, fair play for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, he, yeah, sorry, correction. Someone crashing into Gwyneth Paltrow is what I think of when I think of skiing. <laughs> rich people crashing into one another on ski slopes. Yeah, you don't have to be um, that rich. Well, they go skiing. Yeah. It's not a poor man's... It's not a working class thing, is it? Elizabeth's skiing. I haven't. Well, yeah, but he's not... It's a couple of grand, I think. For a, a couple of grand? Yeah, it doesn't cost that much. Couple of grand. Yeah. What for? What? What a dry slope. What are you? No, what are you, no you go to the, where the snow is. Well, there are dry slopes well, well, for the poorer poor. people. <laughs> well, you've been on one of them. No, <laughs> I can't even afford them. I'm the underclass, Mark. I can't do any of that dry skiing. Dry skiing. <laughs> dry dry slope skiing. Put some lubricant on it. Um, um, skiing just seems like oh, just... yeah, but you can't say that because you've never tried it. No, but I know that it would be just a pain in the ass. But It'd be never a boring. No, but I, I I know snow. I know what walking around on things that don't feel like your own feet feels like. And it's cold. It's icy. There are people out of control. People have died. Yeah, it, people it just, die driving cars. Yeah, yeah. That's why I drive really slowly all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. Right. Well, should we um? Should we just get straight into this week's classic movie? Did, uh, did you watch anything else this week? Yeah, I did, but we'll talk about that at the end because it ties in with the book nook. Oh, okay. So oh, if, is there a book? Yeah, this if, you, week? if you fly through this. Okay. Oh, okay. No half stepping. All right. Well, what's the movie this week, Jamie Ball? Okay, so uh, this week, Mark podcast podcast fifty six. Is it not fifty five? No. You sure? That's House of the Devil. Okay. 54 Southern Comfort, 55 House of the Devil. Okay. 56. Uh, stage Fright. Uh, or. AKA. Delirious? Delirium. Del- del- is it Deliria? Oh, Deliria. 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 Uh, or Aquarius. Yeah, which is a completely nonsensical AKA. Aquarius. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Who's um, the we- director? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'll do the year, you do the director. It came out in 1987, Mark. Is it written down? <laughs> just, just sound it out, Mark. Uh, tell me the slasher. Did it. Don't read me other notes out loud. Directed by Michel Suave. Suave? Suave. Okay. How would I, you say it? I would have said Sauvi. Sauvi. Michel Sauvi. So if it, I'm saying it differently every yeah, time. You just literally said to me, say it, because I'll fuck it up. And then I said it anyway and fucked it up, yeah. yeah. He also directed uh, The Church and The Sect. Um, 
I can't, if I have seen them, I really can't remember. I don't think I have. I might have seen the set, the sect, uh, when I was on, when I was young, when I was like 15 or so. I, I really can't remember it. Um, they were after this, yeah? Was this his first? I think this was his first, but he, he was a second unit director. In Italy, we should say everyone, this is a, um, this is an Italian slasher movie. Yeah. So definitely, definitely, definitely not. Not a giallo. No. No. Um, it, at the end, they, that, Tiny bit at the end almost is a little bit. You nearly jacked. ruined the film for me, but we'll get to. Yeah, that. yeah, no, it's bad. Yeah, um, and I, that I is... nearly want to smack someone in the face. Yeah, <laughs> not Willie, I hope. What Willie? We'll get to. This it. is a whole different Willie. <laughs> Come on, oh no, the other guy is Willie. We've got so many Willies in this episode already, Mark. Um... <laughs> not planned. Um... Yeah, he did the church. He directed, this is the director. Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, no, sorry. Um, stage fright, Michelle Sove. He was the second unit director for Dario Argento. And? Um, did he do something for Mar- Lucy Fulci? Oh, yeah, maybe. And yeah. Terry Gillingham. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he, so he, do, so he, in the Italian system, that's often how it works, where like the up and coming directors, they start out as second unit assistant directors and they kind of have like a mentor they generally work with one particular director and then they kind of get to a point where then they're given a chance to yeah. direct their own thing um, seems pretty cool way of doing stuff yeah really yeah well, is, um, that, is that not how Hollywood used to work in the 50s and 60s it may still work a little bit like that now I mean that's how Clint Eastwood really got directed he started out doing sort of second unit stuff and just sort of like just little bits yeah. here and there um, so we should say it's definitely, um, although it's an Italian movie, it's definitely a slasher, not a giallo. Um, and it's interesting because 1987, like the slasher films, kind of petering out a bit. They were sort of running out of steam, definitely around 1987. Um, and this is this is filmed in Italy. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm not definite on that, but it ain't shot in America. It's meant to be in America. Yeah. But it, I don't think that's America. Um, what do they call them? Spaghetti? Did it, what's the name for Italian horror movies? Not Spaghetti Westerns, obviously. But it's, they, um, oh, my God. Well, I, well... It's, uh, uh, well just, no, I know I listened to it on a thing last night. I don't know. <laughs> it's not Spaghetti Horror. It's Spaghetti uh, spaghetti Splathouse, something like that. Well, maybe. You might call it that. Yeah. Um, but the accents in this film, in the dubbing, is all over the place. Well, it's in, in Italy, I think even off the... I think it was really off the back of Mussolini, where there... I, f- I may be wrong again, apologies. But I think there was a law, or there was something under Mussolini about recording live sound and right. things like that, because there's obviously a bit issues about people recording and... You know, I don't know. So, in Italy, they always had a process of dubbing the films there was filming they'd never record live sound right. and even after Mussolini that was just how they did films right. they just always overdubbed the films and I agree in this one it just it's, it sucks so much out of the performances doesn't it that oh, bad yeah. dubbing yeah um, yeah it's, the um, yeah it's not one for the performances so some of the performances I think are still pretty good, but I so that's always one of the issues with Italian films. I think for West for sort of West, um, Europe, English yeah, for in, for 
for America and England, I think that is just... It always makes it seem like the kind of film that you would rent as a kid and you'd just be laughing at because yeah. of the bad dubbing. Yeah. And just... Um, it, the days where you'd get a horror film knowing that really you were renting a comedy. Yeah. Um, this is This is still good. But, oh no, it's great! But the dubbing does take take a, take you out of it. Yeah. A little bit. Um, this did, is not. Did you have some trouble? Um, there was uh, there's about four other films called Stage Fright. There, I was. Yeah, I was going to say this is not to be confused. <laughs> Wasn't there a 2013 one with Mini Driver? Yeah, and it's still a, it's still a slasher, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a musical. A musical slasher. I've never seen it, no, nor and I never will. Because, full disclosure, I pretty much hate musicals. Okay. If, how do you feel about musicals, Mark? <laughs> how do I feel about musicals? How music? do you feel about musicals, Mark? Um, they, um, depends. I don't think I've ever watched one. I don't think I've ever gone out of my way to watch one. You don't sound like a lover of musicals. No, no. Um, sometimes they can make your skin itch. Oh, all the time. I, I generally loathe them. I think... Um, <laughs> Is it because the song takes you so out of the film? Well, I, I even I really hate that fucking oh, sorry that like m- musical theatre like Glee in that kind of jazz hands bullshit. Fame. Oh, oh, I used to love Fame. But that's the same thing. No, I, I love Fame though. But that's the same thing. They nah, were not quite. The song every five fucking. Minutes. I don't know that they were ever jazz handing. Of course, they were jazz handing in Fame. I don't oh, remember that. Jazz handing all the time. Well, maybe I was the right age. Jazz handing. <laughs> It's like just, an alternative to masturbation. <laughs> um, I don't mind. I must sit there. I don't mind uh, cabaret ish. Is that Scorsese? No, no, it's Bob Fosse. What did, what did uh, Scorsese do? Did he do a musical? No, no, he did. Didn't he do the Last Waltz? Didn't he do the musical documentary? I don't know. We're really going on off oh, on a tangent. We're talking about stuff I know nothing about. Me, I do quite like a, a chorus line. I don't know, we used to watch West Side Story when I was a kid. Oh, I don't like that one. All those brained up people. What, when, when, what? <laughs> Walking down the street, ding, ding. It, Yeah, really scary gangs. They, yeah. they fought one another through <laughs> the medium of dance. I'm going to fuck you up well, with my dance moves. That's Breast Dance Electric Boogaloo. That's a musical, Pre- really. Yeah, pretty much so. <laughs> I don't mind that one. Um, I don't even go a lot on Rocky Horror. I love... I've never seen it. I don't want to... As much of a fan of the horror genre as I am, as much as a fan of freaky stuff in, you know, as I've said before, I don't dress like it, but in my heart, I'm kind of a bit of a goth. Um, I just, I, I couldn't get down for that. I couldn't go out dressed like those people do. I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. No. Nope. You what, dressed like a goth or dressed like something? Well, it's a, it's a bit more than a goth, like men in suspenders and makeup and like, they're all dressed like Frankenfurter, aren't they? Or... Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean, Mark. Why wouldn't... I don't understand. Because it just sent my bag. It's on my bag. Fancy dress? You wouldn't do that? I don't wear fancy dress. It depends how you're dressed. Well, it was a woman, basically. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't... I, yeah. I couldn't put makeup on my well, face. Well, you would go to a... Um, what are they called? Guys and Dolls <laughs> uh, fancy dress party. I, I, with a, a really good-looking woman just as a bloke and you've got to go as a woman. Yeah, I could. I would struggle. I, I could... Yeah, you'd do it. You'd do it, wouldn't you? You'd yeah. get over that, wouldn't you? I could put, else would be dressed like it? I could put a dress on. I could yeah. put a bra on, a padded bra oh, and any of that. Yeah. The only thing I really, really, really couldn't do is put makeup on. Why? Because I just got a bit of a fear of makeup. 
What? I, there, there, there have been beautiful women that I haven't kissed because I didn't want to get their makeup on my face. You fucking freak, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I just don't want to. I don't want to get shit on my face, man. I'm sorry. You know. And I'm happy to get other stuff on my face. I'm sure I've smeared all kinds of stuff well, on my face like, before. But... Is it the fear of looking like a woman? No. no. So what are you well, it might to... be. I don't know, Freud. What? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I won't kiss this beautiful woman in case I get some of her lipstick on my face. Yeah. I just don't... easily wipe off. Well, no, I just, I don't know. I just got a bit of a, you know me, Mark. I've got an endless got list of... of phobias. You've got a fucking list of phobias. I don't think it's fear of being a woman. I just don't like shit on my face. But it's not... Oh, fair enough. Well, yeah, but what is it? Stage three? Should we get back? Oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, we're going off the topic now. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> is there any point reading out the cast? Uh, I'm going to really struggle with the words, but maybe... This will be... Come on. <clears throat> okay, so uh, David Brandon plays uh, director, director of the play, as we'll explain, Peter. Peter! Uh, Peter. Is uh, he British? He kind of looked... He did have that look about him, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but again, with the dubbing, the dubbing's so tell. bad, it's hard to tell. He did kind a great of, voice. He talks like this. He did kind of look like... A, it sounds silly, but he did look like a British guy. Yeah, I'm not sure. He might be Italian with an Yeah, English yeah, guy. with a pseudonym. Most of these have got pseudonyms. They're not their original Italian names. Uh, Barbara Capisti... Capisti? Just say it once. Is Alicia, who's essentially our final girl. Mm. Uh, I like her. Don Fior is the police chief. I don't know why he's third on my list because he only appears for about two seconds. Uh, Robert <laughs> Gligorov. Robert Gligorov is Danny. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Knox. Um, I don't even write down who he is. All I wrote down next to that is that it's the same name as Woody Harrelson's character at A Natural Born Killers. Okay. And that's the actor's name. Uh, I think he was one of the cops. I think he was the older cop. Isn't um, the director one of the cops? Or? Yeah, Michel Sauvé is the young. He does a cameo as the younger cop. Uh, John Morgan, and that's a pseudonym. I think the real, uh, the guy's real name is something a crazy Italian. Is it Giovanni? Or oh, normal, normal Italian. Well, to us, yeah. it just, it's incredibly Italian sounding name. Yeah. Apologies to any Italian <laughs> listeners. Giovanni Lambardo Radici. Is that it? Uh, yeah, but his actor's name is John Morgan. Yeah. Okay. Um, simple. He's great. Uh, he, he was in Cannibal Apocalypse. Which one's he? He's the, he's Brett. He's the original guy that was supposed to be dancing. <laughs> he's what, he dies in every, he's a bit like, um, Sean Bean. Oh, he dies in, in every, every yeah. Italian horror film. So he's in a can, he was in Cannibal Ho- Apocalypse. I'm a big fan of that one. Uh, Cannibal Ferox. I do quite like that one. Uh, Gates of Hell. Lucio Fulci's Gates of Hell. Yeah. He gets a drill in the head in that one, I think. Right. He's really I've got some it. questions about his character later. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So he's Brett. Uh, Clayton Parker plays Irving Wallace. Uh, Laurie Perel plays Corinne. Mm -hmm. Uh, Willie is played by uh, James Sampson. Uh, Sybil is played by... This is pregnant lady. uh, Joanne Smith. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's crucial to remember that she's pregnant. Yeah, it is, yeah. Because then what happens to her is doubly horrible. Um, and, uh, she was annoyed by that point, though. 
Why was she? Do- Why didn't she put some clothes on? I don't know. I, th- I don't know. If you're semi-naked and there's a killer about, my first my, my put, first impulse would be, on. I'm going to put some denim. <laughs> I'm going to put some trousers on. Yeah. Um, Laurel, and Laurel is uh, played by Mary Sellers. Which one's Laurel? Oh, she the she, she's she's the one who has the the most affecting death scene. Yeah, it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, she, uh, yeah, she she plays. Uh, her, I don't get her costume. No, she um, she plays a for what of a better phrase a whore. Well, the, that well that's the, the main yeah that's the main final girl is the um, is the prostitute. So we should so we should say so. Film kind of starts out. Uh, over the credits, we hear like cat sounds, sounds of a cat meowing, and then uh, we open on what is a black cat walking through a kind of a rough-looking neighbourhood, and the cat walks by what we would assume, from the way she's dressed, is kind of like a, a, a sex worker. There you go. Uh, a street walker. Can you say street walker? Is it street walker? Sex worker. Is that a bit old-fashioned? Yeah. A uh, uh, sex worker. Um, she doesn't know how to smoke a cigarette. No. She like she took one puff, didn't inhale, put it out, and there were another like five cigarettes underneath her feet. <laughs> they'd all they'd all been smoking the same way. She'd had one puff per month. They'd all they'd all been smoking. But they hadn't been smoking. Smoked. <laughs> smoking. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. She didn't know how to smoke. Which in a way is quite clever. When you know, so we see we see the Street sex worker. Um, she stood in a doorway and she sees a white feather yeah. drift down in front of her. And she gets grabbed from behind. Goes kind of, it, it goes a little bit bonkers and for like about five seconds. I'm thinking... I can't remember it starting like this. Yeah, you're, you're thinking, <laughs> I, don't, what, I don't want to watch this. This is, what's going on? Uh, but then, like, kind of big reveal. Uh, it's just, we're watching a stage play. We're watching a rehearsal of a stage play. Yeah. Um, and the killer, he's like this. He's this. He's this. <laughs> what is he? Well, he's wearing a massively impractical owl head. Yeah. Which even for dancing, let alone what happens in that owl head later, for dancing alone, that's not practical. But he comes kind of diving out, and you know, you realise, oh, it's something happening on stage. And, and they all start dancing. Well, to be fair, Mark, a terrible dance sequence oh, God, ensues. We did spend spend the day on the choreography. Um, how do do how is do they really think people are going to go and watch that shit? I mean, I know it was nineteen eighty seven, but yeah. it looks terrible. Yeah, but people do go and watch that shit. I don't know. People love it. Can you just stop it a minute when I have a poo? I'm sorry. A poo? No, I'm having a. Right, so we agreed we don't like musical theatre. Yeah, and it, I mean, and this looks crap. So they're dancing about. Um, a Marilyn Monroe lookalike appears playing a saxophone. That goes on for a bit. Yeah, inexplicably. Um, and then we meet our director. We meet Peter, the director, uh, David Brandon. And uh, he's your typical cliched dick. He's a bastard. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, he smokes a lot. Yeah, in ways well, I think he's having the odd bump of nose beer every now and then as well. I think by the looks of it, and he kind of he's really unkind to like the leading lady who we the streetwalker who's Alicia, uh, st- sorry, sex worker, playing sex worker um, is Ali- the actress's name in the get. It, come on, well, I don't bloody 
Stop that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's like, so anyway, Peter's being like a real dick and he's like, going, no, you're supposed to be a whore. A whore. You're supposed to be a whore. Um, and he's talking to a financer. A financer there is behind the scenes. Um, and he's, he's sort of a little bit concerned. Obviously, there's money involved in... Peter is kind of sort of saying to him, this is going to be a sensation. You know, it's going to be... Um, it's not, though, is it? No, it's going to be terrible. And he's basically saying, you know, the victim rapes her own murderer. You know, it'll be, it will be a sensation. People will have to come and watch it because it's so outrageous. Um, and then when you actually get... When you get to that later depiction of the, the on-screen r- rape scene depicted through the medium of dance it's ridiculous yeah of course it is. Well, there's like the two there's just like two blokes holding a woman up by like by her legs <laughs> and I mean they're holding their legs up above their heads I mean there's no I mean I know it's all dance and everything I mean we should say there's no there's no um, you know what I mean <laughs> let's not go down this route of yeah you drove the car down there but it happens in the film yeah. And it is ridiculous. Okay. On a stage... Trying to depict that in a stage setting. Well, they could have done it way better. Yeah. And, I mean, do, doing it through dance, I don't know that that... Does that work? Would, what, a rape scene through dance? Yeah, I, I don't know that that... I guess that could be depicted, but way better than this is. What, with 80s synth pop electro music? Going well, on. yeah, and... and it, yeah. And <laughs> that's re- slightly too loud. Well... It, you need to see it. Well, you have seen it, but it is that old bit. Just I, what is going on? What yeah. are they thinking? Um, the play, the, 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 the play looks yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah, they're onto a loser, and that financer knows it. For, yeah, he's. Um, I didn't write the actor's name down, but he's, he's, called, he's called Ferrari. Isn't Ferrari, it? the financer. Yeah. Um, so there's also a little bit of um, kind treatment to that cat. Then that, the, the director, he picks that cat up, cat up by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. It's a little bit unkind, is it? It's a little bit unwarranted. Well, the cat's all right. I don't like to see that. I don't know that cats do like being picked up. No, like the that. cat's all right later. It's like the same cat. Same that cat, cat may have died and they it's may have the just got a lookalike cat. Why How do you know it's the same cat? Why the, Why would there be loads of cats running around in this He thing? might have killed it. by. Pick, they might have done a hundred takes where he had to the pick it up by the scruff tanks. of the neck. And by the hundredth take, the cat might have been like, oh, I've had enough of this, but... It's like shit. We need a new cat. Why are we We've killed the cat. Why are we running on stuff we don't know happened? Well, but I do know what happened, and he picked that cat up in a pretty unkind manner. I didn't what? care for it, Mark. I like the cats. But um, the same cat is in the scene of the film later on. Is it? Is it the same? Yeah. Cat? Come on, let's get through this. <laughs> it's not like a survival situation, Mark. You're free to walk away at any time. Hey. Eh? Let's get through it. We need to enjoy this podcast, Mark. Is seriously going off the rails. I'm enjoying it. Right, okay. So, uh, we get an idea of what's going on backstage. And it's that typical kind of like... Um, I don't like... I do like the odd play. I'm not a big theatre goer. Um, I don't like musicals so much. But I do like stories where it's about people putting on a show. Or yeah. putting on a play. Yeah. Um, you remember, you saw uh, Birdman with Michael Keaton. Yeah. And there's a lot of that in that, you know, just the the goings-on backstage and stuff like that. I, fame. 
Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cabaret. Yeah. Um, I like that kind of stuff. Putting on the rips. No, not so much about that. Is that a thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was just opera. a sort... I don't mind the story of the Phantom of the Opera. I wouldn't well, go and watch the... Them. He's not really a slasher. Well, he's murders people, didn't he? Well, I don't know. I've never seen the Phantom of the people. Opera. Well, the, the, what about the original story or the the stage musical? Let's not go down that. We don't know what we're talking about, Mark. He kills people in the horror film. Yeah, because he wants the, he wants his the woman he likes to be the leading lady. But is that what happens in the play? The well, yeah, it's the same well story. Known, I know it's the same story. I know there's songs and stuff, but it is the same, he's still killing people. I think so. I can't think of Michael Crawford killing anyone. Who's the other guy? What they did the Phantom? What the original or yeah, no, it? it was Michael Crawford for ages? A long, long time. Um, uh, I, oh God! Let's move on. We can't remember <laughs> fucking people's names from musical theatre. Who uh, wasn't it? Michael Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did Michael he do Ball. it for Michael a bit? Ball? I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what I'm talking about, Mark. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, we, so it's backstage shenanigans and it's one of the things, all the cast are kind of shagging one another and, you They're know, bitchy. Yeah, there's... Very camp. Some, yeah, some people aren't getting on with others and uh, you get the impression that they've known each other a long time. There's always been a bit of rivalry, all that kind of stuff. Um, the leading lady, so Alicia, she's got a dodgy foot. She's had a bit of ankle problems. And because of the atmosphere on the, the, the set, um, the director's quite demanding. He's really, he seems to be really hard on her for some reason. Yeah. Um, she, she's worried that she's going to lose her job because of her foot. Injury. Well, she's a dancer. Yeah. So that's, you know, kind of crucial. Um, so her friend, uh, is it Betty? Is, her, is it Betty, her friend? Yeah, she's, um, she's in wardrobe, isn't she? Yeah, wardrobe lady. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who, um, she agrees to help her. Yeah. And she kind of says, like, well, you need to go to a doctor. This is crazy. Your yeah. ankle's bad. I know... Does she not do a, do something to her on stage? Well, I don't know. She might... He says nobody's leaving tonight or something. Well, he's just... He, he's a dick. He's very... Because I don't want anybody leaving and she leaves with her to go. Yeah, he's just got very staunch rules about the proceedings. And anyway, she needs to get out. And uh, her and Betty, I think it's Betty... Uh, they talk to the janitor, which is Willie, yeah. and, and the second Willie of the night, um, and they they kind of know how to get round Willie. They kind of sort of you know they um, what's the word? They kind of schmooze him. Yeah, you know they kind of um, they know how to wrap him round their little finger kind of thing. And Willie's like, oh yeah, okay, I'll I'll help you out. So he lets the two girls out, and we they start learning about where there's fucking keys in places. The whole key thing ends up getting right on my wick, really. Yeah, because it don't make a lot of it. Just yeah, it's just too much for the keys. The bit where she finds about four bunches of keys. Yeah. It, at that point, you, I think I'd have just shot myself in the head. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Well, but unfortunately, the safety trick thing was on the safe. The, yeah. Oh yeah, all right. We'll get yeah. <laughs> Um, so why am I pausing it now because I need to think of it cool so they go to a hospital and Betty's like I know I know 
where to take her. Yeah, that's she doesn't correct hospital. Yeah, she doesn't know where to take her. They go to a psychiatric institution. Yeah, that's not gonna work. No, ridiculous. And they go in, and quite understandably, the nurse behind the desk, who who we've just seen feed live fish to a lion fish. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? That was yeah, weird and unnecessary. Why would you want a fish like that that you feed live fish to? Yeah, it looks. I mean, it's a pretty fish, but same as people who have snakes and give them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Unleash the fury, Mitch. Um, So, well, rightly so. She's got the ump about it. Right, she's don't want to let him in. She's like, no, this is this is a high security. This is a high security. Not high security, is it? No, it should be because they've got fucking wandered in there. They've got proper crazy people in there. So she's like, no, no, you can't, you can't come in. That's no, sorry, we have got doctors here, but not this is not an A and E department. Um, and then a the doctor comes down, notices a two young, attractive ladies there, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm yeah, a, I'm, I'm a doctor. Have a chance to have a look at one of their legs. Yeah, come on up, I'll take a look at your leg. And uh, not only does he take them off to examine them or her, but he even takes them on like what must be the main high security wing. Because they walk by the cell of notorious, as we find out, notorious murderer. Ex-actor murder. Um, how many people he'd killed? Was, was it 16? 16 people he'd killed. Yeah. Irvin Wallace. Yeah. And he had a door. He had bars. Is a door. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. could just reach through. That just seems crazy to me. And they walk by. Well, she's got one bar. corridor, that hospital. Well, yeah. That's one <laughs> same corridor. It's got one corridor. I just... It, I, I can't imagine that you would put a guy that killed 16 people in a cell where he could actually get his arms out and grab people. Well, and you certainly wouldn't take two young, completely nothing to do with the institution ladies into your office to look at her ankle. <laughs> look at her ankle. Well, it's a, yeah. And I mean, it, it, as we find out, it's a bad idea. Cause well, he's it a strong because he, he, you see him break out of his bindings. Yeah, you don't really... Other than that, it's, it must be quite a dramatic estate, escape. And you don't see... Well, you see him pulling on his thing and he gets yeah. an arm free. So he breaks out of the Bre- bed restraints. Bre- breaks out of the bed restraints and then uh, some nurk goes in with... Goes into his cell. Well, you get the jump scare, don't you? Because Alicia's looking in at him. And then that guy just puts his hand on her shoulder yeah. and he goes, oh, miss, you really shouldn't be hanging around here. Yeah. This, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. a high security, maximum yeah. security. There's no, buzz, there's, no, there's no buzzy doors. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> and he, that so, so he, closes. so he goes into the cell as she's walking off. They yeah. go off to see the doctor. The doctor looks at the ankle and then as they come back out, I think when they're seeing the doctor, the doctor is like, oh, yeah. We got some real crazy bastards in here. Yeah. Uh, Irvin Wallace, which. I, Irvin Wallace. It's worse names. He sounds like he should be a professor at a college or something. No, I, think, I think it sounds quite serial killery. Professor Irvin Wallace. What do you mean, Professor Irvin Wallace? That's what it sounds like. He sounds like he should be a professor. It's like, like a serial guest. Irvin Wallace. Sounds fine. Irvin's yeah, okay. a good serial killer name, I think. Irvin. Yeah. Irvin. <laughs> it's got it's slightly hicky. Irvin. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
Don't do it for me. Um, so, <laughs> as they're walking out, so they hear from the doctor, Irvin Wallace. Yeah, Irvin Wallace is in there. And he's he's a crazy... an actor. He killed 16 of his... Was, was he an actor? I missed that. He was an actor. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Um, Mental on stage. Oh, I missed that. I'm sure he's an actor. I didn't miss that bit. But anyway. Uh, well, why would he have killed a load of actors? I don't know. I didn't. I missed that bit that he was an actor. And I'm went... sure he was an actor or he was in a production. Okay, okay. So anyway, they hear that from the doctor. They go to leave. He touches her leg. They go to leave. Uh, and as they walk by the set again, Alicia looks back in. And, and no, Alicia walks on by. Her friend looks on in and kind of says, oh, that's Irvin Wallace. Yeah. And then the camera oh, shows crazy and then the camera shows us that, oh no, that isn't him. That's the guy that went in. That's yeah. the, the guard. He's been jabbed in the neck with a syringe. Yeah. Would, how would, would that kill him? If it was to sedate the um, thing, it would have sedated him. Okay. So so he went dead then. No, he's just asleep. Yeah, okay. He kind of looked like he was dead. Anyway. Um, I don't know if I jabbed it in. The two girls leave, they get into their car, yeah. and they head back to the rehearsal rooms, the theatre. Uh, unbeknownst to them, Irving Wallace is hiding out in the back seat. Of course he is. Uh, so they get back to the theatre, and a rain, a rainstorm. Not quite yet, it doesn't. Okay. Well, they go back in. Well, she, she gets fired. Oh, then he yes, goes, she... oh, I've left my lights on. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then the fuzz. Then you see the keys again. Yeah, the keys. <laughs> oh, well, Willie's already said, like, by the back door, isn't it? There's this yeah. one key that's, like, hidden on that brick. Yeah. And he's like, when you come back in, put the key there. Yeah. And you think, like, that's not an ideal... No. Don't you know, know, that's going to... That system yeah. that is going to go wrong. It's flawed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so... So... So who who did have the key? So did, so presumably Betty had, Betty the, key. had the key. Okay. Did you see it a bit later? Okay. So Betty goes back out to her car. It's pissing down the rain. Yeah. Right. She gets in the car. We know or think we know that he's in the back of the car. Yeah. Nothing happened. No, you see the boot open. I did. I miss that. Yeah. As she well. walks out and the boot's open. Oh, I miss that. And she she because I originally thought why is she getting in the car just to turn the lights on? He could just lean in and do that. Well, it was because it, it rained. It, but it was so raining. She, yeah. So she took shelter. And then she gets a bit like... Ooh. She gets a jump scare with the cat. Oh, uh, yeah. What? Yeah, the cat was in the car. How did the cat get in the car? Through the open boot. Through the open boot? Yeah. Is it connected? It's a hatchback. Okay. I, how many films have, like... <laughs> how, many? how many cat scares are there, do you think? in Throughout horror film history, how many scenes are there of someone off camera throwing a cat at someone... Oh, there's and then they, over the soundtrack. And it, how many times has that happened in real life? Well, if you've got a cat, quite a few. No, come, Mark, come on. What, every, you open a cupboard and oh, the cat's going at me. Ooh. I've stepped on the cat from downstairs. Yeah, but that's different. Did it, did it jump up in your face, like, hours no, later, when you were least expecting it? It didn't come near me for five years. When you opened your bathroom cabinet. Exactly. I've never, <laughs> never had that one jump out on me. Um, so yeah, there's, so there's a cat scare. She gets out of the car, she's pissing down the rain. Yeah. Oh no, when the, when she's looking around in the car, did you see him running around in the rain? No. You see a man run around, which it's a bit like. Um, do you know? Oh, sorry about this. Going back, do you know in Halloween when Loomis is outside the the store that's just been broken into? Yeah. And he looks one way, 
and the car drives the other way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I do. It's a bit like that. She's looking yeah. one way. And, it, you're, and you see him run across in the rain. You're seeing it and then not. Yeah, you're seeing it and then I miss that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe my particular Betamax copy was just a little bit shonky. Yeah, I, don't, I thought the picture looked good, but yeah, I did yeah, miss it that. exactly the same copy I had. Um, <laughs> maybe my eyes are just getting older, Mike. So she gets out of the car. Yeah. And boom, she gets whacked in the face with a pickaxe. Where, where do you get that from? Exactly. <laughs> and it's a massive... And the whole thing, it must hit her spinal column through her mouth. Well, it, well, it don't come out the back. No. It goes all the way in, but it then don't come out the back. So you think, where's the... Where's the rest of it gone? Well, it's just... It, it just it's gone all the way down her throat. But she's gone. It's yeah, the way yeah. she collapses as well. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just straight on her knees and on her back. Is, is it not just a bit... For a first kill, it's a bit much, isn't it? You're like, what where the fuck did that come from? Where, where did he get that pickaxe? <laughs> yeah. Did he get that out of the boot? Well, why, why would that... She wardrobe, would have had a... Why would that wardrobe woman have had a pickaxe? So where did he get the... That's just... Christ knows. Because it's not, it's not, it's not on farm. It's in the middle of nowhere. It was a cut. They were parked on like a muddy bit of road. So I'm wondering if like maybe there was some roadworks going on. I'm just, I'm really struggling yeah, to find the reason yeah. how we got this pickaxe. So uh, Alicia, as you said, meanwhile she's been sacked. Yeah. Because she dared to leave. And Peter is just like, oh right, okay, collect your stuff, leave. You're going to be replaced. Um, Alicia leaves, goes back outside. <laughs> that, that's oh, no, sorry. When you get, she gets a pickaxe in the red, you see her lead on the back, and uh, she's got that key in her hand. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what happens to that key? Do you... Well, he must take it. So, we, so, so when she sees her, she's got that key. It's no, fucking key. I don't think film. she's got the key then. Oh, she hasn't. So I think he's taken the key. Okay. But he wouldn't have needed it because he, she'd left the door open anyway, so he could have just walked back in. Christ, there's more to do with like keys and this, and there is in the thing with a bloody missing set of keys. Like, who, who, what, where, who had the key? Um, okay, all that key business got a bit beyond me. I couldn't keep well, they had to, they the had to have a, They had to have an excuse to keep the doors locked. Yeah. And um, for them to go and find stuff. Well, so. It becomes a bit of a MacGuffin later. The, well, this is the biggest... The, the, we're at the bit now where I have my biggest problem with yeah, it. Yeah, so, no, me too. So this lady, this poor wardrobe lady, has been killed with a pickaxe yeah. out the front of the theatre, yeah. right? All you know, The police are called, yeah. you know, everyone comes out. They know this guy's escaped. Yeah, yeah, he's still at large. Um, and the police are like, okay, we think we know who it is. We think it's Ir- Irvin Wallace. Uh, multiple mur- murderer. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're gonna. We're, we're off. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. It's a, we're we're gonna leave. We'll leave a police car here, but we're done. Did they even look? Did they even search for him? I don't know. I, I, don't know. I think they had a quick look, didn't they? They opened the door, had a had a shifty, and then left. Yeah. No, it's all clear in there. Yeah, you're free to go. Carry on. With what you're doing? Um, and I. I don't think I wrote the character's name down, but uh, Peter's kind of right-hand assistant guy, he's a guy who gets drilled later. Yeah. Uh, he comes over, he's like, well, rehearsal time's over, Peter. Do you want me to send everyone home? You know, and bearing in mind, you know, one of our crew has just been brutally murdered, murdered outside. Outside with a pickaxe. 
And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, send everyone home, apart from these core members. Yeah. And we're going to go into the theatre, spend the night, we're going to rework the play, because he's had an idea, we're going to rework the play, and we're going to open even earlier than intended. Which is... is going to incorporate Irvin Wallace into this. Yeah, so, I mean, the the stage play, was it called The Night Owl? Yeah. (laughs) Uh... Yeah. Uh, now, the, yeah. From now on, the killer won't just be an anonymous guy in an owl mask. It's going to be make no sense. Yeah. That, now it's going to be Irvin Wallace, who n- never wore an owl head, but will do through the course of being involved in tonight's proceedings. It's quite meta, isn't it? It's getting there before Scream. Yeah. It's layers on layers of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think this. Um... I think this director's had one too many nose nose bumps at this point. Yeah, he's getting. But nobody calls him out. Well, they're all a little bit afraid of him, aren't they? There is those, you know, because in he in he lays it out for him, and he's pretty cold blooded. But he's like, "We need the money. You need the money. The whole reason that you lot took this job is because you need money. I need money. We need a hit. You know, this is this is." A terrible thing this happened. We're all really broken up about what happened to Betty. <laughs> but we need to put that behind us. Move on and get well, he, on with he, it. The he, show must get, go he, on. He says to Ferrari, uh, we need to pay him some more money. And he suddenly got loads of money. He doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, in his briefcase. Yeah. He's just carrying it around. He's just carrying hundreds of dollars. He's a kind of shady financer, Ferrari. <laughs> um, he, was, he talks to the um, the press. Yeah, they get well. They say, "Let's talk to the journalist," because they're kind of trying to set it up, aren't they? That like you know, an actress was murdered, and the play is about the murderer, yeah, kind of thing. Which is all, which he's just concocted. That in that five minutes that he discovered (laughs) someone has been murdered. Yeah, it's nice that he's that. I do like the way the police don't cordon anything off. Nah, they just like leave a couple of dickheads outside. Well, they don't even... They would be interviewing everyone. They, they wouldn't have the night free. They would be being interviewed, and then it would be like, yeah, okay, go home. And everyone would be like, yeah, I'm going home. Yeah. Um, it's like they just wander off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Right, we're, we're, we're going to leave a couple of bell ends outside. So, uh, we should also say, uh, Willie, we missed this a little bit, uh, before... Before Alicia finds Betty's body, uh, we see Willie looking for his cat. The cat is quite crucial. Uh, he's looking for his cat. Where's my cat? And he says his cat is called Lucifer. Yeah. Okay. Um, don't the cat, don't she go out to her, her car? Oh, she thinks she can. And then doesn't she hear the cat? And then she, she goes looking at yeah, the yeah, other yeah, car. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's and right. then she finds, she it, finds yeah. Betty. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we just need to establish the cat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the director, so Peter, the director, he's already thinking like, yeah, how can I spin? This is a disaster, a tragedy. How can I spin it into making money? Um, so he's got like the core cast members to stay on through the night, and he's the Ferrara, the dodgy financer. He's going to give them all some more cash yeah. to stay on, um, and. He's kind of like thinking, like you know, we we're going to turn this murder to our advantage. We're going to get ticket sales, um, and he 
basically decides, Peter the director decides he's going to lock everyone in. Yeah. So he goes to his kind of like favourite actress, like she's an ingenue, like a young, relatively naive young girl. Um, I think that's Corinne. Is that Corinne? Corinne, yeah. Uh, and he says, here's the key to the door. Hide it. There's two doors. Yeah. <laughs> There's two doors. Yeah, we don't know, I don't know what key. the key... The key for the back one, I don't know. That's Willie's domain. <sighs> this is the key for the front one. Wouldn't they have fire escapes? Is there, well, there's, there's no windows. There's no windows. There's windows and there's fire like escapes. It's a barn, isn't it? It's like a big... Well, it's got two stages. Two stages. One of them... Is one of them nothing to do with them? Like the one with the carriage. What's that one I about? I don't know. I think it's just... That's just it's just a stuff. random... I don't know. It's just old props, maybe. But that stage looked more interesting the than the crappy one they were on with, like, the real bad, like... It was like an, uh, a decayed urban area, slum area, in quotation marks. Yeah, there's not a fire escape or a window in this place. No, no, in the in the main theatre, which is... Nuts. Nuts. I mean, it's nuts that it's they... It's not a theatre, though, is it? It's a rehearsal room. Is it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because not... there's no box office or anything. Yeah, no, you're right. There's no, no chair. There's no, there's no... Yeah, seats. there's no... Um, yeah, you're right. So it's, it's like a soundstage yeah. kind of practice yeah. area. Um, it, it annoys me a little bit that you never really get an exterior shot no, of just the building. Like you just see a door, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you just see like... It looks like it's right in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, back doors into the place. Yeah. And... Yeah, um... You're right. I don't. This isn't the actual theatre. I don't think it's not. Um, So Peter's decided to lock him in. He's going to change the play, and the killer is now going to be Irvin Wallace. uh, And the uh, Alicia wants to leave. She's the only one who's like, "No, no, I'm going home. This is crazy." Well, it is nuts. Oh yeah, completely. Absolutely ridiculous. My friend died. My friend died tonight. I don't want to be here working all night doing a play about somebody who killed the guy who just killed her five minutes ago that they never find. Yeah, who's still out there? Yeah, (laughs) well, out there. No, he's in here. (laughs) You fucking morons! What? You've locked us in. Um, So yeah, she wants to go. Uh, He he's locked him in. We kind of get a bit more, um, we get more of an idea of the people behind, uh, working behind the scenes. Uh, so we should say we've got Sybil, who's one of the dancers, and she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, and her boyfriend, Danny, she kind of says to Danny, I've had abortions before, it'll be fine. Yeah. And we get to a bit where Danny kind of comes to see her and says, No, we'll you're not, we'll do this. Yeah, we'll be fine, we can make it work, you know, it'll be okay. Um, Laurel, who has now been uh, promoted to leading lady, yeah. she gets sent to wardrobe. The clo- the outfit that she was wearing for Ridiculous. like the yeah, I mean, it was just like a big it's like a big belly, big belly, big boobs, fake boobs in like tra- like weird short kind of. It's a weird outfit. Weird. So she got she weird. get so she gets sent down to wardrobe to get a new outfit. Um, she gets scared, she's changing, and there's a shadow by the door, and she gets a bit scared, she screams, and she blames it. She, she, say again. We try to open the door. Yeah, yeah, the door handle sort of tries. She screams, everyone else comes down, and she thinks it's Brett. She thinks this, uh, he's like the lead dancer, I guess. He's the owl head dancer, um, played by legendary John Morgan, um, 
And he's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I, you know, I don't, I know we don't get on, but I didn't do anything. Yeah. And he can't find his owl head. No. The owl head. Have you got the one? <laughs> well, no, they've got two. Because Peter says to him, well, just use the spare. Oh, yeah. And he goes back to find the spare and he can't, he's looking, he can't find it. He does eventually find it. And as he picks it up, he's like, yes, I've got it. And as he walks away, we notice that there's a guy stood behind him wearing the other owl mask. Well, doesn't he? He's looking. Is that the bit where he's looking in the mirror? Yeah. He's looking in the mirror and the guy with an owl head is stood right behind him. But I guess he's blocking him out. He's stood right behind him. But he's got a massive fucking owl head. Massive owl head, yeah. Um, the other thing I'd say as well, whether it be for dancing or murderizing people, that owl head is just massively impractical. I love a good slasher mask. This isn't. <laughs> I do like the way it gets dirty daply as the film goes on. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I like that. It does get... By the end, it, it is looking pretty monkey. Christ, yeah. mank and everything. Um, it is kind of creepy, but it's, it just... It's creepy, but it's, it takes you out of it the first time I watched it. If you were going to be a crazed maniac killer, that would I wouldn't go for that. I wouldn't go for that. But it kind of fits in with what they're doing in the play. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I get all that. You know, the night owl and all that, and how it, how uh, how it's art imitating life, and life imitating art. Yeah. You know, the, in the how the line gets blurred between. Oh, it gets very blurred in a minute. What is? Yeah, yeah. What is the play? What's real? What's not real? So, um, so we don't really know what happens to Brett. We know that the the bad guy is there. He's got the owl head mask on. Yeah. Um, it would freak you away if you fucking saw that coming out behind you. Yeah, oh yeah, it does. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. For the people who haven't seen it, it is the biggest. It's not even a. Would it? Could you even describe it as a mask? It's a full-on head. Head. I mean, it goes out to your shoulders like an owl. It's like maybe like 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 uh, what a football mascot would wear. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. Your, your field of vision is going to be massively limited by it. I mean, yeah. it, it basically takes up all his shoulders as well. Yeah. I mean, he can't. Not only can he not really turn his neck, he can't even really turn the shoulders. Much. No, he's got so a turn. Maybe. He's got a turn at the waist. Uh, so you don't know what's happened to Brett. Yeah, all we know is that the other guy, uh, the bad guy, Irvin Wallace, has got the owl mask. Um, so then we get to the bit. This is probably one of my favourite bits where. They're, they're rehearsing the scene on stage. Yeah. And Peter is being really demanding. It's kind of, Brett, Brett, come on, where are you? And uh, his assistant is like, he's in the... W- Brett is waiting in the wings. Yeah. It's quite funny when you think he's a guy now. Um, and the Corinne is on stage and she looks... I didn't even really recognise that she was that same actress. Yeah, she's the one who got something to hide the key. Yeah, and when you first meet her, her hair's all tied back with glasses and yeah. stuff. She looks a lot younger than when she is in that scene. Yeah. Um, and so the director, Peter, is like saying, Brett, Brett, where are you? Where, come on, where's the monster? Where's the monster? And somewhat sheepishly... <laughs> He yeah. kind of looked surprised, didn't yeah, he? Obviously, For a man yeah. with an owl on his head, yeah. he looked very surprised. Who, yeah, who... Who, as we know, is the escaped lunatic? Yeah, uh, comes onto the stage looking a bit like, oh, what? And Peter's like, going, <laughs> "What are you waiting for? Kill, Kill her! her! Kill her!" And uh, he starts strangling her. 
He's like, that's it, that's it. Uh, and then he pulls the knife out. Yeah. And he's like, hang on, what, <laughs> what, what are you doing now? He goes, what are you doing? <laughs> what the hell has the knife got to do with it? Uh, yeah. And he stabs her on yeah, the stage. several times. It's a terrible fake knife he's using. Yeah, yeah. It's a terrible prop knife. That's not one of the better kills. It's a good It's a good kill how it all plays out in front of him. Well, you see him slowly realise that, oh, shit. Yeah, like, oh, like, hang on. That's like, oh, shit. He's, that's not... <laughs> It's all of them, all uh, of them. So she, so uh, so she, she's dying on stage. They all rush on stage, and they're like, "Someone phone the police!" And it's like, "Oh no, the wire's been cut badly." Yeah, well, yeah. Just to receive, is just is there one phone in the building? It's yeah. just the cord to the. This is an old phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the from the box to the receiver. Yeah. So they might have a phone in it. Like, oh, no, the phone lines have been cut. There's no, none in the office, in the um, security office. I guess not. Um, and the, di- oh shit, the dying girl <laughs> hit the only key to get... This, is, this bit is horrible. Oh yeah, they all turn on a pretty, they're like, where's she's the- dying. Yeah, where's she's, the key? Where's the key? They start, that Ferrari comes over and he just, there's a POV shot of her dying breath. I think he finished her off. And he starts shaking her. Where's the key? Where's the key? <laughs> and they're all rifling through her bag. <laughs> so, uh, so she dies. And yeah. it's like, oh, shit, we're locked in. Um, they always kind of say, like, okay, we'll, we'll hang out together. Yeah. We'll they, be fine. They all go off to go into a single room, don't they? Into yeah. a dressing room. But they leave Ferrari they leave behind. Fer- they, Ferrari, he, he gets distracted by the hundreds of dollars that are suddenly laying around everywhere. He's worried about his money. Yeah. Uh, so he goes back to get the money uh, and he gets it. We don't really see a lot of him, do we, getting it? No, you see the, the knife come down. And the yeah, you just sort of see someone loom in front of him. And, um, so we got... So we're down to, what, six... Uh, so they go and lock themselves in a changing room in two of the guys so Peter and uh, Danny he's the father yeah he's yeah he's the boyfriend of Sybil the pregnant lady so Danny and Peter Peter the director uh, they hear that Willie may have had a second set of keys <laughs> no he's got a skeleton key and Danny's like yes I've seen it I've seen it <laughs> It's in his office. So they both go off to look for the ki- these keys. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah. And they leave... Oh, Christ. And they leave... I didn't write his name down, but they leave, like, the assistant director guy yeah. there with the ladies. How many ladies are in there? Three ladies and him. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, Sybil, Alicia, and Laurel. Right. Sybil's the pregnant one. Who's, who's got legs everywhere. Yeah, and she's wearing, like, what, a, a Basque... Yeah. Or, is that what you call it? Or a like dressing uh, gown corset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's flapping away. She has flapping got a, away. She has got a gown on, but it's like tie it up. Yeah. Um, she's fucking useless as well. Anyway. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I'm not going to object to her presence, mate. Um, so this is where you get. This is where we have the awesome drill through the door kill. Well, they're all there. Do you ever in a chat? Don't you see? Um, the workshop. Oh, yeah, yeah, He goes yeah. through, and it's like, he's looking, <laughs> there's axes, there's, for some reason, there's axes. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Saws. It's, it's a... It's a fully tooled up 
It's a serial killer's wet dream. I wonder why they would need a lot of those tools on... Props. Well, they're not props, they're real. And I mean... No, they to make props. To make... To make like, what, so how would you use I a don't axe? know why you use How would axe? you use a chainsaw as a tool behind scene on a in a stage play? What would they use that chainsaw for? Cut through wood quickly. Oh come on, Mark. I don't know. Cut what through wood quickly? What wood? <laughs> for, for when you're building the sets. Well, I don't know. They'd just use a regular saw, wouldn't you? I don't know that a band I don't, saw I don't know why it. there's a, a, a jigsaw thing. They have a lot of weird tools in that <laughs> the drill what was that I mean, massive hydraulic drill for it wasn't hydraulic it was what do you mean hydraulic I don't know it was pretty badass it was an upright drill well it wasn't upright when it went through that door and that you must have dragged that along <laughs> plugged it in because it was it a plug it must have been a plug of course it, 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 didn't, it wasn't turning it by hand was he <laughs> hand crank I don't well, know yeah, that one through the door. I don't know you could put a hand crank one through someone um I did kind of like that bit though. In my old, I like the way that they're all just talking in the room, and they they just one of them just looks at the door and, like, <laughs> and it's just turning slowly. Uh, and then one of them just stands there screaming uselessly. Yeah, that's simple. Uh, and the other two ladies, they are trying to help because a hand comes through the door. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. It's like just a weird hole in the door. Someone can get their arm through conveniently. Yeah. I don't even know why it's there. It doesn't even look like Pointless. part of the door. So the, the arm comes through and the two other girls are trying to fight, the, you know, get the arm off. And as they're doing that, a drill just comes through the door. My old video version of this, I think, definitely had that cut. Um, it's not that graphic. No, but I'm sure that bit was cut out. And there's a bit later we'll get to in a minute. I'm pretty sure a lot of that was cut. Um... Yeah, I just, uh, thinking about it, it was a long, long time ago that I last saw this film. It would have been my old English, v- you know, I know we're in the Betamax dungeon. It would have been a VHS tape. Yeah, but a fantastic cover. It was a cool cover, but I mean, but I mean, you know, it was so heavily cut, you know, by my old nemesis, the BBFC. Yeah. They would have cut loads out of it, I think. I mean, I must have watched that when I was. It must have been the 90s? It must have been the mid-90s when I watched it. Oh, okay. Early 90s. Yeah, I think I probably early saw it 90s. early 90s. I might have seen it on Sky. I think it might have been on like a weird Sky channel late at night. Yeah. Or maybe even Channel 4 late late at night. Um, but yeah, no, I just... This time I watched it, I do just remember thinking, What's this good? is actually quite good on the gore. Yeah. And I never used to think that before. I just, I just kind of enjoyed it, but I never really thought it was that gory. No. Um, so, matey boy, can't remember his name, he's been drilled through the door. Uh, Peter and Danny, they go running back, and Peter's like, no, oh! Peter's distraught. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Peter goes kind of manic about it. Um, but he's like, he used that drill, he must have got that drill from the workshop. I should have thought of it before. That's where we need to go. We'll go to the workshop and get tools. Break the door down. Yeah. And, and if he comes at us, we'll be tooled up. Uh, so they go to the tool shed. Uh, <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, and they get... He, Peter gets an axe. And uh, Danny... Did he get a hammer or something? He's got a crowbar and stuff. And, yeah. Peter's had a few more kind of bumps up his 
snores. Yeah, he's feeling a bit. He's feeling. He's, he's a bit, feeling a bit confident. He's, he's feeling a bit confident. Misplaced. Um, oh, completely. So they try to. They basically see Irving Wallace up on the. No, that 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 is a great bit when they're they're scooting around um, the the back of this theater, and it reminded me of a scene in Red Dwarf when they're hiding from something and Rimmers do. They're all going like, you go first. And all, they've all got their back and they're all turning around as they're walking through the thing. I was thinking, they should have done that. That would have been great. Well, yeah. And they're all, yeah like, <laughs> it could yeah. be like, for, it, could, it was quite tense, really. It could, it could be anywhere. Yeah. But he's seizing them up in the rafters and shines a super trooper on him. Well, um, is it, yeah, what do they call that in a theatre? Is that the, like the gantry, do they call oh, it? Or gantry, the, it? It's a yeah. Rafters, is it? I don't know. It's sort of, yeah, I don't know what the correct term is, but it's, you know, up above the stage where like, a lot of the ropes and the pulleys and where yeah. the scenery is moved and all that kind of stuff. They see him up there and they basically, like, right, this is our chance to get him. And Peter charges up there. This is your chance to get out while he's up there. Yeah, really. Well, no, because they still don't have any keys or anything. He wouldn't get through. the door down. What, with that axe? There's a metal door. He wouldn't get through that door with that axe. So they, so, so anyway, they, they go up into the gantry or the rafters bit, um, and <laughs> Peter they could have just knocked the lattice down. Yeah, yeah, just leave them up there. <laughs> just yeah. Leave yeah. Up there. yeah, yeah. See you later, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you fuck man. Yeah. Uh, so they think they see him run into a little roof, like a yeah. room right up at the back. It's right grotty. You can hear the rain on the roof there. That hot, it's yeah. a yeah, and it's a grotty. It's not used for anything. It's a grotty, rotten little room. Uh, they run in there, and Peter sees just a glimpse of the owl head. He goes mental, and he don't muck around, and he's like, "Die, die." Die! And he certainly did. And he, wha- he whacks the guy about, yeah, he really whacks the guy. Die! And he's like, yeah. It's over. He's like, oh, thank God. It's all over, everyone. And someone's like, oh, hang on. His hands are tied. <laughs> <laughs> like, people, he's like, oh, okay. So they take the owl head off and it's Brett. He's been bound and gagged. How the fuck did he get him up there? I have no idea. And I mean, I'm getting so what Peter killed him <laughs> was he alive I don't know until Peter turned up and no, he was whacked. moving that's right yeah he so he was alive yeah why would he gag him if he wasn't alive well because then that because he could have shouted out he could have been like no no, no that's Peter what I mean. that's what I mean yeah so he wouldn't have gagged so him he had to be dead. alive yeah he had to be alive okay yeah no you're right that makes sense but I want to know how he got up there I don't know because it was really, like really narrow ladders oh mate yeah <laughs> There's we, another room. If we're going to pick apart There's another room underneath of... for some reason. No, no, yeah, I know. <laughs> they're right at the top, uh, isn't it? Yeah, so, <laughs> so... So they're reeling from the fact that they've just killed Brett, John Morgan. Yeah. Uh, and they're all like, oh, no. And scre- screaming <laughs> pregnant lady. Really screaming. Yeah, she, she's going off again. She does a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she basically gets pulled for the killer... Pulls her through the rotten floorboards. Yeah. Down into the room below. No. Or halfway down. <laughs> he pulls her. Halfway down into the room below. And Danny and Peter, Put they rush to kind of grab her and they're trying to pull her up. And there's a bit of a tug of war going on. Yeah. And then uh, they put her up and she's been cut in half. But Inexplicably. The, yeah. Because you didn't hear any noise. Not really. But then he was, I mean, he was going to, how much more of her did he need to get hold of to kill her? 
What, to cut her in half? Well, no, but I mean, he could, I mean, she, she'd have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, them pulling her up, they couldn't pull her up in, I mean, yeah, if he's, if you're determined to kill someone and you've pulled them down through a ceiling. Yeah. You know, if you've got most of their body in your hands, you're you're going to, how hard is it to cut somebody in half? Well, they didn't just pull her in half like a Christmas cracker. No, no, no. I think she had been cut in half. Um, yeah, so they put her in. I don't even. I don't remember all the intestines and guts hanging out like that. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was cool. cut. Yeah, and yeah. She she lands on her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes mental. Well, I mean, it's a good scene when he because he just jumps down the hole, doesn't he? Yeah, that's a good scene when he's stood in that hole. When you oh yeah yeah yeah. But he's in water. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, well, it's just a grotty like. Room cellar. upstairs. It's, 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 it's a weird. Yeah, but, but they're in the cellar. They're upstairs. But it looks like a cellar. It yeah, no, upstairs. yeah. It's not because they're upstairs. So where's all that fucking water? water and why isn't it dripping down? So yeah, that's a bit of a yeah. But then you just it's the, it's really good bit. It's really well lit where he's yeah. in the dark and it's the light from the hole above. Yeah, and then you just and that's the first bit where the chainsaw. Comes yeah, you in. just did. Yeah, that's kind of good. And you just see the owl man just push him out the way. Owl man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's led in the light and he can hear it I, my, my only disappointment with this film is that I wanted there to be one bit where Owl Man's head went all the way round like a proper owl <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been good um, and uh, it, it also says well Sybil was the pregnant lady yeah no, that was pretty brutal he chopped her in half yeah mm. um, so and, so and then Danny dies I mean it's understandable Danny's that's quite gory Oh yeah, Danny getting it was pretty. Goes on for a yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. long time. Yeah, um, need to get that chainsaw serviced. Well, yeah, he needs to put fuel in his. his oh, you've spot the great bit. Not well, not yet. We're almost there. So uh, they can't. Yeah. So so now we've lost Sybil and Danny. Yeah. Um, and four left now. Yeah, we should say Alicia has been. She fell off the ladder, didn't she? Laurel kicked her down the ladder because Alicia was like, "Wait for me, wait for me," and she's grabbing her ankle, and Laurel just kicked out at her. And Alicia fell and kind of knocked herself out. Well, she's out now until she's the dazed. last. Yeah, she's, she's out until the last sort of knocking, isn't she? So we just got the last two at the moment, which yeah. is Peter and Laurel, and they basically get cornered. Yeah. They go back down, they're trying to get out the door. Have they got have they somehow got a key? Or no, they... I think he's trying to smack it with the axe, isn't he? Yeah, it ain't gonna work, it's a metal door. Um so the killer comes down, he takes a swipe at Laurel, he kinda of catches her quite badly. You don't realise it to begin with, but he does catch her with a saw. Yeah. And then he goes for Peter and um <laughs> takes his arm off. Well, I, I love I love Peter's he's like, trying to bargain with him. Peter trying to rationalise with him and he's going, Look, if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. And then he just cuts his arm off with a saw. Stop, stop. Yeah, cut, cuts his arm off. And then the chainsaw runs out of petrol. Yeah. So he grabs the axe out of Peter's other arm. Yeah. Is it the actual arm or the yeah, severed arm? It's the severed arm. Is it the severed arm of the axe? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So he takes the axe out of the severed arm and chops his head off. One swipe. Yeah, yeah, it's good. He must have blunted that axe. Yeah. Because it's useless after that. Um, it's all right. It doesn't, yeah, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> um, 
So Alicia then wakes up, doesn't she? Yeah. So then we then we cut back to Alicia. Uh, she comes through. She's at the bottom of the ladder, and she finds like a blood trail. She's following a blood trail yeah. that goes on a little bit. Yeah. Some of those bits of Alicia wandering around could have trimmed a bit. It's, it, that place does look large, spooky. Oh, it's a good location. It's, it's an excellent location. Yeah. For a slasher. Yeah, it is because literally he could be anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I know what you mean. It does drag on a little. And it's it, there's, you sometimes think. They don't quite. He doesn't quite get the stalk bit right. The, you know the stalking slash. Yeah. You, you always know the killer's there. Well, he can't sneak up on nobody with that big fucking head. Well, yeah, really. He can barely get through a doorway. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, oh shit, it's the killer. It's okay. We'll hang around. He ain't getting through that door with that thing on his head. Um, it just. It'd be like a dog trying to get through a door with a stick. You just think. <laughs> you just think with the <laughs> yes, just turn your head to one side. Um, you kind of think like Halloween, how well that's done with seeing the killer. Even when you're watching a relatively mundane scene yeah. of someone just talking on the phone or going to do laundry, walking through the house, him be he, you knowing that he is there yeah. adds to it. And you know he's here in this, but cool. it's just not quite... You don't see... No, it's them. more... Um, yeah, he never just appears, really. Not quite... Yeah. Um, so Alicia follows the blood and it leads to Laurel, uh, who is pretty much bleeding out after she's been like gashed with, you know, she's got her right on the collar though. Shower cubicle. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, she goes to like a shower, shower room. So there's a cubicles with like sort of shower curtains up. Um, and she's in a bad way. I don't think she's going to make it anyway. She's kind of bleeding out. And Alicia hears the killer come in. And hides. She, she pulls the curtain. Pulls the curtain. Next to Laurel. Uh, this bit is good. This yeah, is quite... This, effect, is, uh, this is effectively creepy and yeah, nasty, yeah. really. Because the killer comes in. He's obviously been following the blood as well. Yeah. He goes straight to Laurel, pulls back the curtain. As he lifts her up by the throat, Laurel is looking at Alicia. Yeah. Their eyes meet. Their eyes are meeting. Yeah. As he then sort of stabs her up. And she don't give her away. No. Not, well, she ain't really in a position to give anything away, but, um, she, yeah, she gets stabbed up by she the killer. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty nasty. Um, he drags her away. Yeah, he then disappears, and then, so that's when Alicia, she does a bit more wandering around, uh, a little bit more looking for keys, looking for anything. And she finds, like, she finds, for multiple keys. sets of keys. Or in that, it's, it's that same room those guys were looking for keys. Yeah. They had a man look. She finds a gun. Yeah, she also finds a gun. That's, that's, yeah, that's important. <laughs> she finds a gun. She obviously doesn't know how to use it. She doesn't even seem to know which is the business end when no, she picks it up. She's sort of it like... It could a, be a fucking ooh, prop gun. It's yeah, not theatre. Yeah, well, she's kind of looking at it like, oh, what is this? What? No, she's handling a gun and you're like, it's, it's almost like a child... Yeah, the fucking gun, and you're yeah. like, oh, it's going. Oh, I've never seen one of these before. I wonder what this does. Um, you understand how kids can shoot their parents accidentally when no, you yeah. see kid, people like that. So, with the keys and the gun, she goes off to the door, and this is kind of good as well. She's try. This is almost Hitchcocky, and where she's trying each key, yeah, and none of them are working. She's going through the keys, and as this is going on, the killer is. Staging his elaborate, ghastly tableau. I, I 
She looked round and there was nothing there. Right. Yeah. She spends two minutes chucking these keys out. Yeah. Turns round. And he's arranged. And he's arranged fucking eight bodies. And he's faffing around with that guy's head. Well, he, yeah, and he, but then he come out and start playing the music. I don't know that she's had a real good look at the stage at that time. And they're all kind of in darkness and she goes to the door. Yeah. And then when he comes down and starts playing the music, don't he put the lights up? And she can kind of see him and then she sort of hides. Yeah, should they play a really off... When she's going through that office looking for keys, they play a really funky bit of funky drum and music. Right. Really like a... like. Is it Simon Boswell does the music? No, but it's, it's, it's a, it's, it just seems like a really weird out of place bit of music. Well, yeah, but I, I, I mean, the score was... I'm sure it's Simon Boswell, and I'm sure he is someone. Whether he's done stuff since or before, but it seems... I don't know, it runs about... It's weird. A lot of the sound design was really weird. That whole classical music bit. I think that was taken from Battleship Potemkin. Right. Like that old Russian film. Um... I think, but a lot of the, yeah, a lot, a lot of the soundtrack, it's Italian, isn't it? So a lot of the dubbing, a lot of the sound is a bit, yeah, it's a bit wonky. Rough. Yeah. Um, anyway, ghastly tab below. Yes. He's arranging all the bodies. Um, I love, love, probably my favourite bit of the whole film is that Sybil is sat up with all her guts hanging out. Yeah. And Lucifer the cat comes along and bit. starts nibbling. <laughs> nibbling. I love that. Yeah, that's great. so. I like the bit oral. where every time he moves his head, it's the actor and he's just looking up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fake head; it's just an actor under a table. Yeah, under a table. Under just, a table, yeah. just don't, looking up. Yeah, don't move. <laughs> just don't move. Um, yeah, and he and he's kind of he's doing stuff with his arm as well, and he's trying to. Yeah, well, it's a, he, he's got the mannequin arm, and then he, he knocks the head off the mannequin with the axe, and then he puts Peter's severed head onto the, the mannequin. mannequin. Which, when you say it like that, it sounds, oh my God, that sounds fucking awful, but it's, uh, no, it's almost quite funny. funny. Um, and there's a lot of white feathers about, isn't there, because of the theme of the show, and he's shoving yeah. that in people's mouths. Yeah. And yeah, he's weird. Oh, he's, then, he's like a four-year-old. He's having a whale of a time. And then he just sits in the chair amongst it all. Yeah. Just stroking surveying the cat. it all, stroking the cat, listening to the music. Yeah. What a great day. I've had a, I've had a really fun time. <laughs> um, this has been brilliant. <laughs> uh, Bearing in mind, like six hours ago, he, he was strapped to yeah, the bed. Yeah, he's had a whale of a time. Yeah, and now he's pissing around in an owl, owl mask, giving people chainsaws <laughs> in a the theatre. Um, so Alicia has seen all this, and what crucially she notices, stuck in the stage, is a key. How it got there, why it got how there. How does she know that's the right key? That's four I four. have no idea. Well, how did that key even get there? That wasn't even foreshadowed. No. That key being stuck. How did that get stuck there? It wasn't that she could have just lifted that up and pulled it down. But but was it? Did Corinne have it on her? Corinne have it on her when she was killed? Possibly. And, and that was how it ended. Like I say, it wasn't foreshadowed. Not really. It, it wasn't really tripped really. over it. The whole key business in this film really does my nutting. Yeah. I love a bit of key mystery, but in this, it is, it, it, there are no answers. <laughs> it's just nonsense. I need a. I need a wait. Right. Okay. Right, so she's seen the key. Yeah, in so, the floor. Yeah, so so Alicia goes for the key. She creeps around the back of the stage. 
He's kind of distracted, the kid. He's just listening to the music, stroking the cat. She gets under the stage. This is a good tense scene. The key's kind of stuck from underneath. So she's trying to kind of... She gets a screwdriver. She's trying to work the floorboards to get it through. The cat can see the key kind of moving Mm. and is meowing and kind of looking at it. Um, Eventually, it's kind of good. The cat jumps down almost to go for the key. As she gets the key and it drops down, the music cuts. So the key kind of clatters. Yeah. Um, you're not sure if Irving is, Irving Wallace has noticed this or not, but she goes to get out. She goes to crawl back out into the stage and he kind of hangs over the edge and grabs around the throat just as she tries to kind of get away. Um, they tussle, uh, and, uh, she tries the gun, click, didn't work, mate. Didn't work. There's a reason for that, but we'll get oh, to that. Oh, you'll get to that. Oh, that would be more than explain, Mark. Um, Click, nothing happens. But with a screwdriver, she stabs him in the eye. Bang! Right in the eye. Uh, she runs away. She yeah, get... He lets out a proper yelp. Yeah, but... but you don't really see... He doesn't... Slashers re- react to any shit like that. They normally just get on with it. He... He, he, re- he reacts way more badly to being hit in the face with the jet out of the fire extinguisher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he really reacts badly. Yeah, That's he's, almost he's naked gun level. His... Reaction. He probably went in his eye. Maybe. He's just had a it might screwdriver. He did, it, compared to the screwdriver, the fire extinguisher spray in the face. That oh, really messes They go up. back up the fucking thing, didn't they? Yeah, it's an on convoluted played out bullshit they, she ends up running away up a ladder I mean, comes up with, there are a lot of buildings she hasn't really got anywhere to go he comes up with the accent didn't he? yeah and she's backing away into a corner she's she's doing that pathetic sort of final girl chucking coke cans at Alice out of Friday the 13th yeah. chucking you know useless things at you yeah I'm going to throw this like you know I'm going to throw a sponge at you. <laughs> oh, a towel. That'll stop you. Oh, what else have I got? Nothing heavy. I'm going to throw it at you. Um, eventually, she picks up the extinguisher. He goes over the edge of the gantry. Yeah. I mean, he really reacts badly to that foam. I mean, he may be... I don't know. I mean, it's like his kryptonite. <laughs> he goes over the edge. Luckily, he gets hooked up in that cable. Or oh, unluckily. Wow. If to begin with you think oh that's lucky he's survived he's going to crawl no, up no, it's not lucky is it it's, it's, it's lucky for him oh yeah and uh, he starts crawling up the cable and yeah. uh, uh, Alicia picks up the axe starts cutting through the cable takes her sweet time well yeah then the first few times she hits it doesn't do anything no, she would be better off waiting for him to come and to then the just top whacking, him, whacking him in the air with, whacking him with a fucking thing I think that's what I would have done um, yeah I, there's no way you did. I would have let him get back up. How far from the floor was that cable? Could he not have just climbed down? He could have just slid all the way to the bottom yeah. and then s- snuck off into the darkness and have another go at her later. Yeah, he could have just. He probably might have been like a six foot drop to the floor. Yeah. Well, anyway, he almost gets to the top. She cuts through it. He drops. You think <laughs> he's dead. So you don't have to put that table on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was it. He really does whack into that table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that looked like a proper stunt as well. Yeah, it did look like someone dropped. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was a proper collapsible table, but it does. But then that might have just been the owl mask looking yeah. like it had been. Um, so 
She's got the key. Looks like the killer's down and out. She uh, goes for the watch door. watch came off in the tussle. Yeah, we don't know that. Or did we know yeah, that we then? Her, we see her watch come off. We do see her watch come off. It was, a, was the watch important up to that point? No. No. Nobody had mentioned the watch. No, not mentioned. And I, I kind of thought that was the key that it dropped. Because I know you see something come away yeah, and drop, yeah, yeah. but I, I didn't really register it as what. So anyway, she goes back downstairs. She's going for the door. She's got the key now. Uh, but Irving Wallace, he's not dead, Mark. Of course he, he's he, not. He's he come make... back for his final scare. Well, one of He's them. come back for his final scare, <laughs> yeah, Well, it should be. He makes a grab for her. And there's throughout the proceedings, there's been a burning brazier in the middle of the rehearsal space. Like burning away. Yeah, then Willie mentioned that earlier. Oh, he does say make sure you put them out when you go. Uh, and she just tips it onto him. And he goes up like a... I don't know why they're there. Well, I guess just keep them warm. Bit of light in. Keep them warm. Oh. I don't know. It might be part of the effect, the stage well, effect. by the door. Well, this is kind of the middle of the room, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, anyway. But anyway, good job is there, Mark, because she tips it onto the killer and she sets him on fire. Yeah. And it is a pretty good full body burn. Is he yelping at this point? I think he's making sound. It is a good... It does go on for a bit. I do love a good full... As you well know, a good full body burn. This one's pretty good. He is on fire for a while. Mm. It's good. And you can kind of, you do see one shot of him and you can clearly see that he's kind of like wrapped up in stuntman stuff, but that's pretty good. So anyway, he's dead. She uses key, gets out. Oh, in the meantime, we keep cutting to these two more on coppers outside. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're quite funny. There's a bit of spinach. Yeah, she thinks you're Popeye. Yeah, fuck Popeye. (laughs) And he starts eating a donut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you, you think I look a bit like James Dean? Yeah, and I'm Marlon Brando. <laughs> it's like, I look a little bit like him. <laughs> uh, so she gets out there, she finds the cops, and, you know, everything's fine. Yeah. Police arrive, she's saved. You see her in the back of the police car, and there's loads of reporters firing questions at her. And she's watching the bodies being brought out, and... They're bringing out the chainsaw in like an evidence bag or like ziplocked up. Um, and she's not answering any questions. She's just sort of traumatized. Yeah. She drives away. She gets to the hospital. Uh, she's at the hospital and the nurse is like, I'll get you a taxi. You're going to be, you're going to be okay now. Everything's fine. She's like, she's like, Oh no. Oh no, Mark. My watch. Leave it. My, but Mark, it's my watch. It was quite expensive. Well, I've never mentioned it. I before. know. This is where this Leave is it. this is where the whole slasher conventions go out the window, and now it becomes tries to be a little bit jalo. It's not so. Anyway, in day in daylight, yeah, she goes back to this place yeah. where all those people were murdered. Where so she there's no cops there. No, I know. No, no, yeah, no, turn. No, 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 Murders in here. Not, they shouldn't really be letting me in. No, I don't yeah. even know why I, I should be. Here. I should be questioned somewhere. There should be like there's a police here with loads of tape around the building. She gets round him. 
Yeah, like she does. And he's like, oh, I'll do anything for you, Miss Alicia. Yeah. He's obviously got a bit of a thing yeah, for her. Yeah, she yeah. just touches his beard and he's like, oh, I'll let you in, I'll let you in. Uh, she, so he lets her in. And all, uh, I can say, Willie's pretty fucking annoying. He's like, oh, that gun, that gun you had. Oh, you had the safety catch on. That's oh, why I didn't fire. That's all right, Willie. You've said that once. Yeah, though. I'm going to keep saying it. No, that's all right, Willie. Um, but he does, but Mark, he says it. Loads of times. Mate, I, I nearly turned the film off. I'm not going to do it, but he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get they, are re- they are really hammering home the fact that that gun works. It would have killed him. It had bullets in, but you had the safety catch on. There wasn't a bullet in the chamber. No, it it's a goddamn cannon, that gun. It would have taken his head off right between the eyes. That's where I would have got him. You just need to take the safety catch on. Alicia, did I say you had the safety catch on? Fuck me. Yeah, so she goes <laughs> she, she goes she goes in to find her watch. She finds it pretty quickly. And she's looking at the Well she seat. and she's thinking about the news report. And Willie said when she got there, she said, Oh I, on the news, I heard the news report. They found eight bodies. Oh, what a crazy night. And she she's got her watch and she's looking, she thinks eight bodies. She's counting up. Yeah. This is the Jallo bit. She's eight, eight. Something doesn't seem right. And she's like, eight. So she's counting up all the victims. Yeah, she's she's the like, Peter, Alicia. No, she's Alicia. Laurel, uh, Danny, Sybil. She's going through. And you can see where the police have left little yeah. marker numbers for each body. And then she's like, well, hang on. There should have been nine. And then with that, a fairly burnt, crispy-looking Irvin Wallace. Sam's owl head. Without the owl head. He pops up, and bang! Willie appears with a gun, obviously with a safety catch-off, shoots him. Right right between... When's he getting Mark? Between the eyes. Right between the eyes. That's just like I said. I I, I, I got him. I got got him. Right between the eyes. I got him, Alicia. Right between the eyes. Look at that. That's in the safety off. Right between the eyes. I got him. Can you remember I told you you need to take the Fucking safety catch hell. off? Well, I took the safety catch off and I got him right between the eyes. The worst character in horror movie history. <laughs> no, I don't know oh, about that. mate. He's oh, not that bad. I, Jesus. He... he they... I don't, I don't Jesus know. Christ. What are they thinking with his dialogue? I don't you? know. It just, I yeah. don't know. It's like, Willie, we get it. Stop. We get what you did. You shot him between the eyes. Um, well, so, he's just killed a man. Yeah, but... The, <laughs> that kind of... Probably a bit of shock. That that bit makes sense. But the bit beforehand where he's just going, oh, yep, should have taken the safety catch off. If you'd taken that safety catch off, that gun would have been fine. That gun had bullets in. Just didn't have one in the chamber. And you had the safety catch on. Did I tell, did I tell you? Fucking hell. Did I tell you I had bullets in and you just had the safety catch on? Um, so yeah, that's painful. Um, and then as they leave, well, Willie's still sat there saying about how he shot. Oh him yeah, he's talking. Yeah, yeah, no, the same thing. Yeah, that's how. That's how you know how annoying he is. That even she the just, main actress is like, yeah, fuck just, it, I'm out. I'm, she just picked a watch. Like, yeah, fucked up. Yeah, I got my watch, Willie. I'm going. I just carry on. Um, <laughs> and we the, we cut to Irvin Wallace, and he smiles. Yeah. It's pretty good. End, end, the end. Yeah. Um, which is a bit, it's a, you know, the Absolutely. unkillable slasher villain 
weird though because you've got to work between the eyes. He he did mention that yeah. about twenty fucking times. He wouldn't stop going on I about. Think it was more than that. He almost derailed it. I know he, he did. It, he almost did. It he should, in my mind, it should have just ended with her leaving in the car with all the reporters yeah, going. Did you end. kill him? What happened? In her not saying anything. The, the end. Yeah. That'd have been fine. But again, it's an Italian movie, isn't it? So it it, it as much of it was a slasher. I mean, it, you know, like we said, it's not a giallo, but it, it almost like they felt like, well, we need to give, we need to give the giallo fans a little bit of a taste of. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they shouldn't. They should have just left that last bit. But it was good when you, she's having the flashback to how many people were on that stage. That was quite good. Oh yeah, that bit. But yeah, again, like that, that, all that right between the eyes stuff. Christ. Willie ruins that end. Yeah. But I like that bit where she's like, hang on, eight people? Yeah, yeah. Hang on. What's, that ain't quite right. And you have to think yourself. You yeah. think like, well, hang on, how many people did actually get killed? Yeah. So that bit's fine. So he's got a right old uh, body count. They're serving more or less. That's oh, 24. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right up there. You never got a sequel. Should you got a sequel? Uh, not if Willie was involved. Not if what? Not if Willie was involved. Oh, yeah, you do that, Willie. Willie could have been the first victim, victim yeah. in part two. <laughs> Get rid of Willie. Um, when did you first see... When did I first see this? Yeah. So uh, Early to mid-90s? Oh, yeah, you see, yeah, we said. Yeah, um, same as you. I had a VHS copy, that ex-rental one, in a big box. Do you think it was cut? Do you think you all were... It must have been. They yeah, must have had cuts. Yeah, I watched. I think it's five, it's, it's a good five minutes cut out of the old one. Um, I've heard nothing about it, and I hadn't really read anything about it for years. It didn't really pop up on any radars or anything. Yeah, not really. It's only a bit in, overlooked. Um, only in the last couple of years, I think, I've started noticing it. People talking about it. Um... I do like this it. is the first time I've watched it in probably 30 years. Is yeah, that Russell, early... early uh, is that Russell Brand yeah, off his I've tips? just started recording. Sorry. You distracted me. No, I didn't. That's a bit too serious. Fun, 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 fun. You're the one who say, fun, fun, fun. You're the one who comes in here and goes, we need to do this quick. No, I, I only say that because I feel you want to do it quick. I don't give a shit. We could do three hours of this bullshit, Mark. I don't care. Well, let's do another hour. Let's do another hour. On Fright Night. No, I'm not doing... Um, stage Fright. Oh, we could do Fright Night. Stage Fright Night? Stage Fright Night. Fright Stage Night. Well, this is going off the rails, eh? No, wait, you took it off the rails. Uh, no, I didn't. No, I think I didn't. Uh, early 90s. Saw this film. Early to mid 90s. Haven't seen it since. It's, I really enjoyed it. It's terrible, some of it. It's got an atmosphere about it, though, isn't it? Yeah, there so are the, some the, bits the, the location is, haunting. is absolutely bang on. Yeah. Um, and it's shot well but the gore's great but like you said earlier but the the sound is is a bit floppy and all over the place and the dubbing takes you out of it a little bit you can't really tell how good the actors are no because of that because of that bad it's dubbing just terrible dubbing yeah um, um, what did you give it out of five definitely a three yeah may uh, I think I'm gonna have to go free. Yeah. It's a solid free. Yeah, it is. Um, if you're a slasher fan, yeah, yeah, you'll, and you've you'll never get a lot seen out of it, it. You'll get a lot out of it. Yeah. It's also 
you can find it free, uncut on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's um, it's sort of it's just a bit wonky because it's an Italian attempt at a American slasher. Yeah. It just seems a bit off kilter, and I like that. It's a little it. bit slow at times when he could yeah. the, the yeah creeping around the uh, the salty old building. But like I say, the location's great. It's a decent killer. The mask is so ridiculous. It is good. It's ridiculous, but it is effective. It is yeah. cre- it is creepy. And it does like I said like I said before, it gets covered in by the end, it is yeah, getting mucked up. It gets I, covered in that uh, chainsaw blood spray. It's not it's not appropriate for killing, but you know, it looks good on screen. But yeah. as if you were killing anyone, don't wear this owl head. No. That'd be stupid. We can have your vision's gonna be effective with any mask you put on, surely. Wait a bit. Well, not balaclava. You'd be all right. Just a normal balaclava. Ooh, boring. You want to see a slash room of balaclava? Well, you don't want to be boring. You just don't want to be really <laughs> recognised, Mark. Boring. You've got to be flamboyant if you're going to be a, a serial. Well, I guess you want to inflict terror, don't you? Yeah. So you want something kind of scary. Yeah. Something you can instantly appear in a window and people would be like, Fuck "Shit! Hell! Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And I mean that owl head would do that. If that owl head just appeared there oh, in that don't. window, you would be like, "Shit!" <laughs> yeah. So in that regard, it works. Yeah. It works. Um, what's your? What do you think is the creepiest slasher mask? You're going to go Michael Myers. I know you are. You don't like the Michael Myers one. It's um, um it's that it's that it's that white visage of William Shatner. It's enough to put the fear into yeah. anyone. <laughs> We had chatting on the phone uh, earlier this week, and because I watched it on a crappy old TV when I was really young, I, it took me ages to figure out it was a mask. It just looked like a, a bloke with a white face. Because <laughs> my fucking teenage mind went, well, he's been in hospital for years, he hasn't seen the sun, so he's got a white face. Uh, okay. It was only up until... <laughs> the second or third kill when you get a close up you're like oh it's can, a mask can you even see the line where the mask ends in like in well, the no, lower it's part not, it's not like I heard it on a big fucking 42 inch widescreen telly it was a 20 something inch uh, no I know I get pan and scan I, th- I so can't. You, you missed all the bits. I know. Yeah, where, I he's, know where he's hiding in the corners of the screen yeah you, know, you missed oh yeah that pan and scan yeah scan. That's bullshit, fucking pan and scan. What, sorry, you got to swear about pan and scan. Yeah, I don't know. That was a worldwide thing, wasn't it? Did that, was that worldwide? Was it just Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Well, it was to fit it for normal TV well, size. Well, bars on the top and bottom. Well, yeah, but then people moaned. People didn't like that because it was like, it filling up my whole tiny TV screen. And it's like, yeah, because you've got a stupid square tiny TV screen. <laughs> yeah. It's not filmed in that. Why were they, why did they even make tellies in that? Format when well, because TV was shot in that format. I know, yeah, but mm. <laughs> well, it's just stupid. Mm. Begin, it was stupid to begin with, wasn't it? Well, they kind but, of sorted it out now, to be fair. Yeah, it's fine now, but um, and there was there were some panning scans that were good. You that you but were there, yeah, yeah, there were that suited the right film, yeah. But we used to watch the but then the, it, Star Wars and everything in pan and scan, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Terrible. Like, and then you watch it on white screen, you're like, there's like, oh, yeah. what missed 50% of the film? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a, they were the dark days of the super close up. <laughs> oh, super close up, but it's not necessary. Well, um, so, what did, what, 
star ratings did you give? Three. Are we both going yeah, on yeah, three? I go for a, go for a solid. It's okay. a solid three. And that, this was it's, your choice this week, Mark? Yeah. No, 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 I know. Free's solid. I'd watch a free again. Free's good. Free, I'd recommend to people. I'd say, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, good. A, it's, a, it's Entertaining. a slightly different type of slasher. Yeah. Slightly. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but it's a, if, if, the, if the sound had been better. The sound is wonky. Italian sound is shite. Yeah. They're notoriously bad for the dubbing. That that de- almost derails every Italian film I've ever seen, unless you watch it in the original. But even then, even if you watch it in Italian, it's still badly dubbed. Mm. It, it seems better because it's sort of their lips match up <laughs> with the words. But I mean, I think in this one, I think they were all talking English. Yeah, because because I, I mean, a lot of bad dubbing is when the words really don't meet. What, how their mouth is moving. Yeah, like, and I think all, this all kind of matched up, but it just, yeah, it just didn't seem, didn't seem like people were really talking to one another. It just yeah, it felt just, like everyone was recording their bit in a booth. Yeah. And then there's yeah. no inter, there's no sort of interplay. So then yeah. you, you're losing a lot of the acting, aren't you? Because there's no interplay. I don't know how the, well it did. Do you know how well it did when it came out? Did it do anything? I don't know. I have no like idea. It's not, Someone that's probably that well known, I would have thought. I don't know. Not really, mate. I can't think of the 20 listeners we've got. Stage Fright is going to be big up on their <laughs> list of classics. Maybe. All right, are we going to do a quick book nook? Yes. We haven't got time to go through that. No, no, okay. What have you been reading in your book nook this week, Mark? I have been reading this week in the book nook, Jamie. I've been reading, and I watched a film as well. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, okay. By somebody Reed. I can't remember the name of the book. Okay. Did, did I say Brian Reed to you? Peter Reed. Fucking hell, he manages he's to manage Man City. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hang on, I got it here. Labour Reed, let's have a look. Ian Reed. Okay. Ian with two eyes. Okay. What did you roll your eyes at? <laughs> Don't leave that bit. What? Don't leave that bit. What bit? Well, you said Brian Reed. <laughs> did I say Brian Reed? You did no. say Brian oh, Reed. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll cut all references to that. Yeah. Uh, no, flashbacks. Ian, Ian Reed. Um, I've not really read it. I've not read it. I've never heard of him before. Okay. I don't even know whether this is. I think this him. might be his first book. It's not a great big long book. It's a, it took me about five hours to read it. Sorry, what was it called again? Which the time was it? I'm thinking of ending things. Okay. So what's the premise? What's uh, the... the premise is there's a a girl with no name. You, you don't get a name. Right. She's in a car going to see the parents of a fairly new boyfriend. Yeah. And she's kind of thinking. I'm going to end it after this. And uh, uh, this was a film. Yeah. Was it Jesse Plemons? Yeah. Who directed? It? Is it? Was it? A, it's not an Andy Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. <laughs> He's a wrestler. <laughs> uh, and in Taxi. Yeah. Uh, so this is Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Okay. I watched the film when I finished the book. So he so he directed the film, but he didn't. Right, he didn't write the book. No, that was Ian Reid. Okay, sorry. Uh, as I've said, 
You did say that. Yeah. You also said Brian Reed. Yeah. <laughs> Don't keep saying it. No, no, because you're gonna have to call all of that. Uh, so did so. Is, so he did the adaptation. Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry. That's unusual because Charlie Kaufman normally does his own. Yeah. Well, I think he read the book and went, "Well, this is pretty too much." It's got that the book has the book is boring for okay. halfway. Yeah. And then it sneaks a few things in, you're like, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. Um and then in the end, the last chapter makes it all worthwhile. Okay. Uh not gonna give any spoilers away. I think the book ends better than the film. Right. Uh they completely change the ending in the film. Oh really? So, yeah, it goes too far. I got a feeling. I got a feeling I may have started the film. The film is it's pretty mundane, really. Yeah, it's it, it, it's pretty mundane. And it one of those things where just weird things are happening. In yeah, she's like, oh, why is this going on? And but in the book, it's way more subtle. Okay. In the in the film, he's kind of amped up. Yeah. The obviousness of the the. The trickery. And what's happening again? I can't. Well, quite... it's just a couple in a car, and they're having philosophical conversations. I just drive on the way in the snow, driving in the snow to see his parents, and then they get to his parents, and the parents are weird. Yeah. In the film, they're played by Tony Collette and David Fulis. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And in the in the in the book. Um, there's things like photos on the wall that don't look like him. And he says, oh, yeah, that was me when I was a kid. And she's like, that's clearly not you. So you're not quite sure whether the parents are wrong, if he's wrong, yeah. or the family's wrong, but then it's, she's wrong. But then it's one of those, in it, one of those kind of narratives where it then goes off such a deep end. Yeah. And you're kind of like, yeah, we're not, ev- we're not even in reality now. We're in... Yeah, in the... In the, the the film does it way more blatantly. The yeah. Books, the book's a little bit more subtle, <coughs> quite a lot more subtle. I think when it got to that point in the film, it was just like, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not I'm interested. Like, yeah, I know, if yeah, I had I read don't... the book first, I probably would. Yeah, you just sort of like, yeah, I don't really. But the book's better. Okay. Way better. I give the book a bit four, I give the film two. Oh, really? Yeah. The okay. film lost me at the end because it wasn't the same as the book and it's worse. Oh, okay. Yeah, the book end, but the book ends with things wrapped up quite nicely. Oh, okay. The film ends like a batshit. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go back to the film. I might, I might pick the book up if yeah. it's worth it. But the the film, I you know, I was intrigued enough that I wanted to watch it. I can definitely remember starting watching it. Yeah. But I did get to a point, and I'm just like, yeah, this ain't for me. I don't. This, yeah. this ain't quite what I wanted. Yeah. Um, Acquired taste, I think, is filmed up. Well, I mean, I, I love being John Malkovich. Um, adaptation, I like. I didn't. I don't think I got through adaptation. Yeah, I didn't mind that adaptation. Cage. Playing yeah, him. yeah. Playing him in the thing. orchid hunter, isn't it? And um, yeah, I, that was too much for me. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Uh, was the other one Synop? Sy- 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 I can't even say the bloody word. Synoptician, New York. <laughs> I, don't know, I can't say. How do you say it? I can't say. Is it not a place in New York? Synopsis. No, no, no. That's a. That's a. It's a. Um, <coughs> it mean. It means something. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't know. And I'm drunk. 
This is a bad time to ask me about it. All right. Should we wrap this up now? You probably should. All right. Say goodnight, Jamie. Uh, well, that's really blunt. Well, no, just, just to wrap it up. Okay. What's to do? Dance around for another 10 minutes? No, I don't want to dance around. I just... It's annoying me that I can't remember the name of that. Like, I know I said the word wrong. Well, you could just say, Alexa, what films were directed by Charlie Kaufman? From Virginia.edu. Chaplin produced, directed and starred as the little tramp in two films in the 1920s. The Kid in 1921. Alexa, stop. Alexa, who, what fit, oh for fuck's sake. Alexa. Sorry. Oh, Christ almighty. Alexa, what films were directed by Charlie Kaufman? I know about six movies which are directed by Charlie Kaufman and they are Synecdoche, New York. Synecdoche. I'm thinking of Alexa Ping. Synecdoche, New York. My God. Say Brilliant. Goodnight. Say goodnight, Jamie. Goodnight, Jamie. Goodnight, everybody. Thanks for listening. You are now entering the Betamax dungeon with Forch and Jamie. No, that's not it.